Holly G with the Golf Insiders, and my special guest, Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel. Todd, we should be at the PGA Championship this week, but good news is on the horizon. We've got a big match coming up Sunday. Live golf is going to be back, and it's going to be on NBC. Yeah, and on the Golf Channel, and on Sky Sports, and uh, it's going to be global. Um, so we're excited to have some live golf uh, on our network. Um, given that I feel like sports fans are starving for live content right now. Um, and, you know, it, it'll be great to see four of the best and Roy McIlroy, obviously number one in the world, teaming with Dustin Johnson, former number one in the world. They're going to be the favorites against Ricky Fowler and Matt Wolf in a skims competition. And more importantly, going to, they're going to raise uh, millions and millions of dollars for COVID-19 relief. And I think that's very, very important. And let's not forget, it's going to be on Seminole or at Seminole, which not much of the country has seen or not much of the world has seen. And it is a prestigious piece of property. It sure is. And, uh, a Donald Ross gem, as they like to say, that's uh, nestled there on the Atlantic Ocean in Juneau Beach, Florida. A rarely seen iconic Seminole. Uh, have you ever been there yourself? Uh, I've been there, but I've never played there. Aha! <laughs> so, uh, I, Rory McIlroy's father, Jerry, is a member there, and he... Whenever I see him out with Rory at big events, he tells me he, he plays there five, six days a week, and he wants to invite me out. So I've never taken him up on that, but that's obviously very foolish on my part. I should, I should make the drive down and tee it up with Rory's dad, but uh, I'm sure someday I'll make it happen. So this is uh, titled The Tailor Made Driving Relief. Uh, supported also by United Health Group. They've pledged um, somewhere that's in the range of what, $3 million to start. And they're, they're also having people donate, correct, online? Right, right. People can donate. Actually, during the telecast, they can donate. So uh, there's lots of ways that people can give back. And, uh, you know, you can I, I, root for your favorite golfer or your favorite team and, and you know, and get donate. And hopefully that team will, will make it happen for you. But, uh, but it's going to be a fun, you know, it, it's, a, it's a hit and giggle. Um, there'll be some needling. Um, I think on the back nine, the competition intensity will go up a bit, but um, it's, I promise you it's going to be entertaining for, for sure. Oh, it sure is. And, um, you know, Rory is world number one when, uh, you know, when all things shut down, uh, probably the guy that had the most momentum to lose was Rory. 19 starts, four wins, 15 top 10 since last year's players. Uh, you know, it'll be fun to see to see world number one tee it up. Yeah, and on um, Thursday night on Golf Central, uh, we aired a one-on-one interview with Rory, um, and I did the interview, and <clears throat> first it was good to see him. He hadn't had a haircut since the players, so he got a haircut after this interview, and he was super excited about that. <laughs> um, but I asked him a couple of interesting questions. Number one, what have you picked up over the last two months? Um, I mean, he's an eclectic person. He likes to read, obviously works out. Um, what have you picked up uh, over the last two months that maybe knew? He said, I think what, the biggest thing I picked up that will help me on the golf course is patience. He says, I've had to really develop that because – as you mentioned, I've been playing well, and I want to get back out there and compete, and I can't. Um, 
So that, um, other highlights from the interview, he announced his schedule, at least early on, and he will play the first three events on the PGA Tour once the tour resumes. That means the Charles Schwab Challenge at Colonial, the RBC Heritage at Hilton Head, where that's going to be a big bonus for those good people at Hilton Head, and then the Travelers Championship, which he's played before. So he's going to play the first three events uh, when the tour resumes, and that's obviously going to add a lot more eyeballs to those events. Absolutely. Uh, the teams look a little lopsided here, Rory and DJ versus Ricky and Matthew. Um, what's what's your take? What's your inside scoop? Well, and I asked Rory that too in our interview. I said, yeah, you guys have major championships. Like I said, you've been number one in the world, both of you, and currently Rory is. Uh, Matt Wolf, um, <laughs> he's only played like 20 events close to it on the PGA Tour. Ricky's been out there for a while. Um and he, I asked him, I said, does that come with a lot of pressure? He said, yeah, a little bit. Uh, but I'm not discounting Ricky and Matt. Uh, it's an 18-hole match. It's a sprint. It's not a – if this was a 72-hole event, then obviously I would feel much more confident, Rory said. But um, when you got 18 holes, anything can happen. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. I, I just love watching these, these match play events. And, of course, uh, I imagine there are going to be some big skins on the line. Big skins, there's going to be some competition within the competition. I think there's a driving contest. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I promise you, when you tune in at 2 o'clock on Golf Channel, NBC, or Sky Sports, you will be riveted uh, given the caliber of players and given the fact that they, again, are going to bring out the needle and start poking at each other a lot. Well, I can tell you, I've got goosebumps uh, just in you <laughs> saying that. I can't wait. Um, four hours of coverage. It's going to be fantastic. And we're a month out of the PGA Tour resuming. Golf Channel's had a lot of great updates on this the last few days. Um, and you really start to appreciate what the tour has been doing behind the scenes in putting together these health and safety protocols. Can you give our listeners a little update on that? Well, yeah, as soon as, um, well, first they're going to be sent, the players and caddies, I believe, but for sure the players, um, they're going to be sent tests to do at home uh, prior to arriving in, we're just going to go with Colonial, the first event, uh, prior to arriving in Fort Worth. And then once they get there, uh, there will be layered testing, uh, nasal saliva testing. There will be temperature checks. There will be questionnaires to be filled out. Um, they're all going to stay, from what I understand, um, in hotels. Just two hotels are going to accommodate the players and the caddies. Um, they're all going to stay in a bubble around the golf course. Only a certain amount of folks are going to be allowed in the locker room. Um, and they're going to be tested throughout the week. So. The PGA Tour, yes, is, they're going um, to extreme measures as they should, and it's a positive move by the Tour um, to, to make sure everyone is safe. That's the priority. Um, I, 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 I kind of feel a bit for the international players that are outside the country right now, um, and this is not necessarily a PGA Tour rule, but a U.S. rule. Anybody entering the country is being told to self-quarantine, so... So you guys got you got guys like Tommy Fleetwood who's in the UK, Adam Scott who's in Australia. Those are top ten players. If they want to come here and play, they're going to have to arrive at least two weeks prior to them 
going to a golf course where a tour event is happening. Uh, so, you know, but again, that's, this is the new world we live in. Um, but every player, I promise you, every player is excited about playing. Um, some may have some hesitations about leaving quarantine, but they are excited about the competition. No doubt about that. Um, I know they're, I guess, also going to charter some planes. Um, yeah. And there'll be limited on-site personnel. I'm guessing that uh, will also be the same for media. Any word on that, how they're going to handle the media? Yeah, there will, there will be social distancing um, with the media, uh, from what I understand. First off, this plan that I'm talking about, you and I are discussing, uh, this is not a certainty set in stone. It may evolve even more as we move closer because, again, we're a month out. It depends on the local health stipulations at these tournament sites. Sure. Uh, but, but, yeah, there will be six feet a minimum of social separation or social distancing. Uh, I'm not even certain that there's going to be a media center. Uh, that may be tournament by tournament. Um, there, so, yeah, there will be a lot of protocols that will be completely different from media compared to years past. I saw on GolfChannel.com that it, it, the, the uh, plan was actually 37 pages outlining how yeah. the events will be managed. So I think, you know, when we look at how this really gets drilled down piece by piece, a lot of planning involved. And, and I understand why, because uh, the PGA Tour wants to get it's players and caddies on the golf course and entertain the fans, but they also want to be sensitive to everyone watching and to more importantly, the health guidelines and safety protocols of that local area. Um, so you know, the worst thing you want to do is have somebody, I mean, these players are all over the world. Um, you know, and if a player looks, let's say is, is in a, uh, what has been a highly contagious area and they come in and then all of a sudden, they have COVID-19 and somehow is around other people. Um, you, you know, you don't want that spreading. So they're, they're obviously doing everything they possibly can. This is not 100% of science, but, I mean, but that's just like all of us. When we go out to public, there's not a guarantee. You're, no, no matter if you wear a mask or a face shield, or what, there's no guarantee that you're not going to get it. But they are going through the proper procedures and making it happen. And I, I applaud the PGA Tour uh, given – the fact that everybody is, you know, not not on a team playing together uh, like the Houston Rockets or the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or whomever, you know, they're all coming from everywhere. Yeah, and the tour is also setting the stage for other professional sports. So, you know, we're we're under a microscope a little bit. Yeah, one one of the early ones. I mean, you you can, if you want to count UFC last weekend, NASCAR is going to ramp up this weekend and so and then the PGA Tour uh, is going to follow so yeah absolutely they're going to be one of the trendsetters what are they saying if any of the anyone player caddy test positive then what then that player caddy whomever is going to have to go through a minimum 10 day self quarantine um, now didn't get into details but from what I understand and again we we hope he doesn't come to this, but there's a possibility he can. From what I understand, let's say a player, player X arrives at Colonial and on site on Tuesday when they show up for a practice round, they're tested. And then two days later, they're found to have COVID-19. From what I understand, they have to stay 
self-quarantined in Fort Worth for a minimum of 10 days. Um, can't get on a plane. Um, and, and again, that's, that's, that, that's not a PGA tour rule. I believe that's a, that's a rule for, from Dallas Fort Worth area, uh, in Texas. But, um, so yeah, so, the, so they'll obviously be taken out of the tournament and, and they'll have to just ride it out and hopefully get through it. Well, another story, um, on golf central was Kepka speaking out saying no point in a fanless <laughs> Ryder cup. We, we love Brooks because he always tells you exactly what he's feeling. What's your sense of where the where other players are with this? I, you know, it's a mixed bag. I mean, it, I mean, I was actually very surprised. My eyebrows went north when I heard Brooks say that, um, because I've heard a lot of players kind of co- toe the company line, saying, "Look, this is a new normal. Uh, if we have to, we have to. You know, it's not going to be satisfying, but." It is what it is. Um, but it's the Ryder Cup. I, I understand, and I get it. Um, so I guess the question is, which is better? Uh, a Ryder Cup in September without fans or a Ryder Cup in 2021? So, I mean, I guess you, the consumers and the players, everybody's got to ask themselves that question. So I guess Brooks is thinking it needs to be next year. Um, but, you know. I don't know. It's, it's a tough call. It's a tough call. I, I mean, if you're sitting at home in Nebraska wanting to watch the United States take on Europe, sure, you're going to miss some atmosphere, but, you know, you, 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 have, you have that competition going on. If you're on the grounds like Brooks has been, and I have been, I'm sure you have as well, sure, there's a great atmosphere, but I don't know if that's going to be conveyed through the television set. Uh, it's going to take away from people watching was what I'm trying to say. Uh, I, I still think you're going to get so many fans worldwide watching this event, whether they're fans on the grounds or not. So, you know. But we know so many. We know so many of these matches, Todd. Going back to Kiowa, we so much rely on that pressure and that tension, and you know, the the swings and sways of the matches. You know, Medina, another one. Who would have thought, right? Well, I will say this, Holly. Ask, ask. Uh, Brooks Kepka wasn't a part of this, but ask those players that that have played uh, on the Walker Cup teams. They don't have the fanfare and the and the layers and uh, rows of fans there. Um, but those players, because they're playing for their teammates and they're playing for their country, they still feel that pressure. It's unbelievable. Um, so you will still have the knots in your stomach in my opinion, whether you have fans on the grounds or not. So, um, you know, I'm, you know, I'm interested. I understand Brooks' point. I get it. But at the same time, you know, you're playing for your country and your teammates. Um, I, I promise you he'll feel the pressure if he goes and plays, and there are no fans. Good point. Well presented, Mr. Lewis. I, I, I hear you on that one. Well, what other interesting things have you learned while the players have been hanging out at home over the past few weeks. I'll tell you one thing that I've learned uh, is that (laughs) a lot of these players that I have talked to, and I've talked to quite a few, they're not very good at homeschooling. I bet. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Nor, you know, I'm lucky. I have a four-year-old, and so I, I can understand that level of education 
but a lot of these players don't have that, and they have told me, man, this is hard. Uh, it, it's been quite entertaining to talk to them about that. But at the same time, a lot of these players, myself included, because I'm in this category, we travel so much. I'm, I'm on the road 26 weeks a year. I travel over 150,000 miles worldwide in, in one year. Rarely do I get these large chunks of time with my family where we're together. And, uh, you know, I've, I've enjoyed that time. So and a lot of players have as well. Amen. Amen to that, to uh, quality family time. And um, especially, you know, you've, you've got a little one and you don't want to miss you don't want to miss that time. So important. Who's yeah. got who's got the biggest brood? Um, is it Webb Simpson? What's he got? Five kids? He's got five kids. Yeah. I, I kid Webb all the time. I said, have you got a TV for your bedroom yet? uh and web's a great great player and a better person and i like to call him a friend and we laugh about that all the time but he's got a wonderful family and i've talked to him actually about how he's managing uh this and he says it's kind of chaotic but um it's it's truly a blessing for him so uh, it's really fun probably keeping his mind off of the fact that he's not necessarily practicing because what we know is these guys you know all always need a a deadline, right? They, they're always preparing with that next tournament in mind. So right. many of them have taken the time off till they've, you know, seen the open door, right? Right. But they're starting to ramp up now. Talk to a lot of players. They need about a month. So we're at a month right now. So players are starting to kind of discipline their swing and, and get ready for the resumption of the PGA Tour. All right. Well, we sure are excited to see them tee it up on Sunday and Todd, um, you're on Golf Central tonight? Uh, 6 o'clock Eastern time tonight. Uh, So, yeah, it'll be on. All right. Well, as always, we appreciate some time with you, and we appreciate all of the great uh, past tournaments and some of the great golf movies that we've been able to watch on the Golf Channel, keeping us all entertained and keeping our golf appetite uh, You know, nice and full. Thanks always, Todd. Appreciate your time. Good to be with you, Ollie. Take care.